Hi there, welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Deck, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Key and Claudia with a K. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about Barbie. Let's see it, sure. So, start us off with the story, guys. What was Barbie about? Well, despite what the popular Danish dance pop song of the late 90s might suggest, this movie is not about objectification of women or an icon. As a matter of fact, it has nothing to do with it except for the title Barbie. Uh, Directed by one and only Greta Gerwig, who some of you might know from movies like Little Women, Lady Bird and Nights and Weekends. At least this is what she directed so far. So what's your question exactly? She only directed three movies outside of Barbie, right? Yes, that's all she's credited for so far. Phew, imagine if I embarrassed myself like that on a global scale. Back to business. This time, Gerwig takes Barbie as her subject matter. Yes, it is pink. Yes, it has different versions of Barbie and Ken. It is kitschy. But hey, it's a very important art movement, so please don't belittle it. Um, The story itself, as you would expect, consists of Barbie and Ken having a blast in pink Barbie land until something goes wrong and Barbie starts having an existential crisis, which forces her to go out into the real world. Will she save the childhood icon loved by many or will her actions and leaving Ken unattended be a doom of us all? Hmm, will we ever know? Well, to lay down some basic facts, she is a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Her life seems to be fantastic, but not necessarily all made in plastic. She can brush her hair and worry about an impending sense of doom and existentialism everywhere. That's a no-no word there, by the way. It gets followed by an actual disc-scratch pause. So, then our story begins and we explore a world through the lenses of the Barbies, the Kens, and the less fantastic world, a.k.a. reality. Ooh, the real world. We see what happens when the Kens decide to step out of the shadow of Barbie. What could go wrong with a movement containing peoples with jobs like Beach? We do also get the motherhood angle in the story, as I believe that Greta Gerwig was pregnant herself when she started working on the script, and again while she was directing the film. So it was probably on her mind. So... Starting off with the likes, um, I'll go first. So I like the whole world building that the film did. Um, It kind of gave, you know, we're very quickly introduced into the cartoonish, the the fake world of Barbie's world, I guess. And it's very welcoming intro. It's, It's not taking its time to world build or anything like that. It gets to the point of this is who these people are, or characters, or Barbies, or Kens, whatever you'd like to call them. And this is how it's just started. It's just, there we go. It's not trying to give you a huge dump of, oh, this is how the world works. This is what they can do. This is what they can't do. Um, It lets us know as the film goes on. And I really appreciated that. Uh, Also, 
the performances are in top form. Uh, in particular, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. I think Margot Robbie in particular is just shining through in the role. The happy moments, the sad moments, the everything in between. She's outstanding here. Always been a very good actress. Here, she's showing that. She's definitely putting it down that whatever the script is handed to her, she can excel. Ryan Gosling, I'll get to another bit in my uh, likes, but I did really enjoy seeing him in here. I wasn't worried about seeing him casted first, but I was also kind of like, so what's he going to do with a part like this? And very glad of what he did with the part like that. But I think overall the message towards the end of the film is very wholesome. Uh, I know I might not have been the target audience myself, but I did find the wholesomeness in it. I did find the cuteness, the coziness that is still getting across. And of course there is that little bit of trying to tell a story for all ages really, I think, you know. Kids, adults, an older generation, I feel like... Any of us could kind of pick a part of that story and get something out of it. Um, But further to that though, back to why I really enjoyed Ryan Gosling's performance was I wasn't expecting so many musical sides to this. And I know there was a couple of, you know, musical numbers. There was a sing-along at the start and all that, which I liked. Don't get me wrong, you know, really did enjoy But I think anyone listening to this and who has seen the film probably knows where I'm going with this. But the I'm Just Ken was just outstanding. Just how it was edited, directed, the music. Ryan Gosling just chewing the scenery to the point where I actually thought he was going to come across the screen and continue singing it. It was just outstanding. For somebody that has done many musicals over the years as a stage manager... This just felt like that in a film format. And I was just... I couldn't enjoy it more, to be honest. Um, Song was stuck in my head after I came out of the cinema. Had it on my playlist. Still have it on my playlist, actually. Listening to it whenever it comes on. And I'm like, I might not sing along, but I'll definitely hum along, for sure. I mean, you do have to admit that I'm Just Ken rolls much better than I'm Just Barbie. I think it does. And I think the way the song is used in the film, it's just perfect. It really does just move along those Kens, I say in inverted commas, as characters very smoothly. Yeah, I think it's also very interesting that you don't expect it as it starts off with a scene of storming the beaches of Barbie D. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I didn't expect this to turn into a homage to Save a Private Ryan, um, but it does feel like that at some point. So, uh, yeah, and I, I did get that little pun that you tried there as well. I'm I'm not sure whether to laugh or roll my eyes. Worst comes to all, there's tissues behind you. <laughs> I think to cover some of my likes I had with the film as well, I think this is a real nice use of fictional reality in the world of the Barbies. There are no walls, no water, no glass, no food. No wonder Barbie keeps a slim figure. Here is a diet secret for us all. Let's drink imaginary coffee and pretend to eat plastic toast. Although I don't think personally I would be able to give up my coffee. Yeah, I think they're running off of different forms of energy than just caffeine. Just to be smiling all the time. Even the people take out the trash are happy. And as Simpson showed us, that is rarely the case. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. 
And to cover some of the casting as well, I also want to say that Michael Sarah, I think, was an amazing casting as Alan. He's one of the few characters able to break the fourth wall throughout the film, and he really has some great moments that kind of elevate the scenes that he's in from comedy to even action. I think the Kens were all cast very well, with the likes of Ryan Gosling as the main Ken. He carries quite a bit of weight there, but the supporting Kens are also quite strong. So Simu Liu and Kingsley Ben Adir, who people might know from Secret Invasion, if they were one of the few people to watch it, all seemingly having the time of their life portraying the Kens, who aren't the deepest of thinkers, so to speak. While naming the houses as Mojo Dojo Casa Houses showed how the turns have tabled in the power structure of Barbie World, it's not the most eloquent naming scheme. The story does cover quite well how any system with a one-gender power dynamic can lead to issues and underrepresentation of one group that is not in a place of power. There is a patriarchy in the real world and a matriarchy in Barbieland. Part of Ken embracing the patriarchy so much without question is because he never experienced something like that in his entire existence in the Barbie world. He lived in a world where his feelings weren't validated so he oversaw any downsides to this new system that just appeared before him, even being drawn in by the use of horses, which wasn't quite as significant as he had hoped. This shows how people sometimes are caught off guard by a big change because they lived in an environment before where they were unhappy so they immediately rushed to something else without really thinking things through and what the consequences could be of that. Whereas in the end a more equal system is better for all and people do need to sit down and discuss that. And Deck covered the musical number among the Kens was fantastic. It is a bit unexpected, but the visuals of it, the choreography, the catchiness of the tune while being quite simple, but really playing well, it For all just myself, um, I have to say that despite of what I thought that this movie might be, it was the exact opposite. It was meh. As in a good meh or a bad meh? I would like to remain neutral by saying it was somewhere in the middle for me. Generally speaking, I really like Gerwig uh, movies. I think her work is very of its time, kind of striking some good conversations, some more heated than the others, depending how we want to look at it. Overall, I would say that there's a lot of potential in what she does. And personally, I'm curious to see more and kind of what direction she will go. In terms of the subject matter, look, it is Barbie. You know, it might be, it might be considered quite shallow by some. I get that. Some people might not have enjoyed it as much. But we do all have to admit it could have been much worse. So I'm still unclear. Did you like any of it? I appreciate what it was trying to do. I I definitely enjoyed the visual aspects of it. I mean, it was so plastic, you could nearly get dizzy from it. But I liked the fact it was quite accurate. So gave us a quick kind of visual rundown of all Barbies throughout decades. Gave us a bit of origin story um, with the with the woman who invented this icon and how it kind of came about the big why, which kind of meshed well into the overall story. 
I also enjoyed the fact that like the title Barbie, it tried to establish its own identity. It was not just a movie about silly doll. It actually used the image of an icon recognized by many to raise questions about womanhood and how we are kind of represented throughout the years. What is our role in current society, where we might be heading? So by saying this, what uh, what I really me- mean is that the movie is very much of its time. Not to belittle Margot Robbie here, uh, but I'm really happy with the fact that the movie in a way was about Ken and his role in this world. If you ask me, I actually think that Gosling as Ken offers yet another proof of actor's range. And for this alone, you should see it. As we all seem to be passionate about the music side of things today, I cannot resist but ask... What is the song of the year for you guys? Is it Peaches from Mario or is it I'm Just Ken from Barbie? For myself, I'm going to go with I'm Just Ken. Peaches was quite fun and I do typically enjoy Jack Black songs, but I don't feel it was his strongest. No, I'm I'm in the camp of I'm Just Ken as well. Uh, I think Peaches is really, really good and I really did enjoy the Mario film as well. But I think just I'm Just Ken just fits in just that better as a film overall um, where Peaches was like oh we gotta get a laugh and a kick here somewhere uh, and don't get me wrong Jack Black is perfect for that kind of stuff but uh, he's definitely done better like okay so moving on to our dislikes what didn't we like about the film Claudia do you want to go first yeah sure so for me movie as a whole was dot 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 average I do have to say that Will Farrell, adored by me as a child, was just a little bit more on the disappointing side. Maybe I know I'm being very critical of the actor here. With him, especially in the kind of recent years, I feel, look, you know what you get with him. And this was him in Barbie. No more, no less. So what I'm really kind of trying to say here is... As you would expect, the story um, contained within the movie really revolved around Barbie and Ken and how we see their roles now and potential growth. Uh, In terms of any supporting cast, I want to say it was okay. I also felt that the motherhood story uh, could have been introduced earlier, but this is just kind of my personal opinion here. But Deck, from your perspective, have you noticed any, I don't know, loose ends? Uh, for me, I just found the pacing a little bit off. Um, even at just a runtime of just under two hours, I felt it could have been shorter or at least a little bit tighter in the middle of the act. Um, not that I was checking my watch or anything like that, but I definitely kind of came out and kind of go, that felt a bit longer than I should have. Um and just kind of listening to other reviews and stuff, which haven't influenced my take on it, it definitely seemed that some people were like, oh, I thought this was just an hour and a half. Um, so some are kind of in the camp, oh, the pacing was actually quite good. But I'm definitely in the camp where I'm like, mm, I, I feel like at least 20 or 30 minutes could have been cut from this um, or just tightening up the pace. Definitely in the second act when a certain character is released into the real world, I guess. But then how it gets from there to the third act is just, I don't know, it's lacking that kick. It's lacking that energy. Um, 
But yeah, that was kind of the main dislike for me overall. Outside of that, yes, I think we're all in agreement in some shape or form that Will Ferrell was just kind of doing a by-the-numbers role. And as you say, Claudio, he is... You know, we know what we're getting with him at this stage. We, You know, you know what you're standing with Will Ferrell, but I don't know, it just kind of felt like anyone could have been casted in this part. And seeing a recognisable face like him in there, yeah, made the part a little bit more fun, I guess. But I'm just kind of like, anyone could have done that. I don't think he brought the Will Ferrell charm that he's known for or anything like that. While Will Ferrell does get some laughs in this movie, it's not his best work. It's not like his elf or old school era where you really saw him bring something extra to the role. These ones, I think he's just kind of seeing something to do with the scenes and lines he's given, but it's just standard corporate guy at the end of the day. And I would have liked to see a bit more from him. The movie itself and kind of the story in general, while this does hit on some points throughout the film, it is quite shallow. The motherhood story, yeah, it doesn't hit too hard. It kind of comes in a bit later, supposedly as a twist, whereas if it had come in earlier, it might have been better. But we also know in this film, Barbie Land doesn't like dealing with motherhood, hence why they try to ostracize poor Midge. And you also don't get too deep into politics with this story. And it does kind of use characters and broad strokes. So whether it's kind of pushing the bar on any of that, but not quite landing. It is also ultimately a film about dumb people. There is no other way to say it. But in the Barbie world, the Barbies and the Kens, there's kind of jokes about them being shadow portrayals that they are of people. But... It is also all they've ever known because that's how the Barbs and Kens were created. And this world they live in where they think they're in this perfect societal structure which is not reflective of the aka real world. But I think going to Barbie for deep hitting philosophical discussion might have been a bridge too far for Hasbro to greenlight for one of their premier franchise films. And they're going to try to kick off what is like 40 or 50 plus franchises now possibly and I think the risk aversion would have been too high for something going way too much in that field for them and it's not exactly the place to be making those discussions either and if I think they did take that route you don't kind of want to leave your audiences walking out of the theatre with a sense of dread about society. So we're going to move on to our trivia now. Uh, So, Claudia, do you want to go first with your trivia pieces? So, believe it or not, but Barbie and Ken were not always for better or for worse in real life, um, if if we can call it that. Supposedly, Barbie and Ken severed toys in 2004. Barbie even had a bit of an adventure with an Australian plastic gentleman called Blaine Gordon. Is this... Is this idea for a sequel? Who knows? But anyway, true love can always overcome any obstacles. Barbie and Ken got back together on Valentine's Day in 2011. Barbie told her Facebook fans that her heart only beats for Ken. I mean, look at him. Why would you not? Why would you let this one slip away? Good, good. Uh, My 
very quick trivia piece, which got a little chuckle out of me when I found it, was Margot Robbie wore 18 wigs throughout the film. And when I talk back at the film, I'm like, I think there was 18 in there, actually, if not more. I wasn't keeping count or anything, but it just seemed funny that, like, it was 18, it wasn't 25, it wasn't 10, it wasn't 50. 18, I don't know, it just seemed like an odd number. I know it's not an odd number, but... It just seemed like a, a fun number for wigs. 18 wigs. Um. And for my own piece of trivia, Michael Sarah's character, Alan, was another of the many discontinued Barbie products featured in the film. His doll was originally made to be a friend to Ken, and one point along his line, the boyfriend to the also cancelled Midge doll. Hmm. I did like Michael Sarah's in, uh, character in this. Actually, I thought he was quite a quite fun. It'll, he'll probably go down as an underrated character. I think. So the time has come for our ratings. So on today's episode, we've kind of done something where normally we kind of pre-plan our ratings, so we're all kind of aware where we're going here. But this is the first recording where we're deciding to shoot from the hip with our ratings. So, Claudia, do you want to go first? I want to say for me, it's, I'm kind of undecided between maybe see it and don't see it. I'm going to stick with maybe see it uh, because from a visual perspective, it is different. Um, And I think just from that alone, it's worth seeing. Also, if you're um, Ryan Gosling's fan and if, if you want to see him in a completely different role, definitely give that a watch. But overall, it's not strong enough movie for me to be put in the see it category. So let's stick with maybe see it for me. Okay, good, good, good. Key, what about yourself? For myself, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a maybe see it as well. I almost put it up to a see it. And I guess to explain what rules it to that level to me. I think the production values here, the choreography, costumes, the actors really enjoying their roles, primarily Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, I think I find it hard to imagine anyone else in those roles really reddishing the chance to act like this. And I think some of those things really elevate this film, make it a real fun watch, and it is a really enjoyable experience. But at the same time, it is quite shallow. It's not quite pushing out into new territory. And that kind of brings it down to the maybe see it. So a higher part of the maybe see it band for me. And what about you, Deck? So me, it's pretty easy for me. I think it is the most middle tier film I've seen while recording this podcast, I think. It is the most maybe-see-it of the maybe-see-its I've seen. Um, I think the experience is fun. It's different. But I have this worrying feeling that studios are going to see how successful something like this is and kind of go, we can make more of this. We can make more money off these kind of things. And I really hope it doesn't. I hope the lesson learned from this is that maybe studios just giving good great directors free reign of a project you will get a very good film and i do think the main winning point for me here is that it is very well directed and 
that was kind of what I was looking for primarily in this. Is it a really well directed film? Because I do enjoy uh, Greta Gerwig's work. And to see her change from Lady Bird to Little Women to this. I think it was a good win um, for her. And I do hope we do get films like this made more often. Where directors are just given that creative juices. But yeah I think this is in a camp where all three of us are in and maybe see it. And yeah I mean. I can see how people might go, this is a don't see it. I can see how people might go, this is a see it. But for us, all on the same page of a maybe see it, I think it's a a fair enough rating. So with closing remarks, I'm going to ask my fellow co-hosts for a one sentence closing remark. How would you sum up Barbie or your experience with Barbie? Just one sentence. Off the cuff. Lesson learned for me following the trends of seeing Oppenheimer and Barbie on the same day. None, none. That seems a few sentences. Just one sentence. Or even a buzzword. It was meh. A single sentence for me would be not hard to see Margot Robbie as Barbie and hard to not see Ryan Gosling as Ken after watching this movie. Good, good. Uh, for myself it's just a Barbie world isn't it it's all just a Barbie world and we're living in it so that brings an end to our episode here thank you for listening as always and we shall catch you on the next one so good night good afternoon good morning wherever you are listening goodbye